Today's training. Um, excited about this. Uh, I love this training. It's been uh, over a year uh, since I've taught on this, but today we're talking about, um, let me start that over. <laughs> today we're talking about Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eckerd. This is a book uh, I encourage you to, uh, to pick up and read. I think we got it back there on our shelves. Uh, this is a book that um, I remember that when I first read it, I felt like um, a lot of the books that I had been reading up to that point, I remember exactly where I was when I read this book. I read this book on an awards trip with F&G Life in Tucson, Arizona. And I was next to the pool uh, reading it. And it was actually Kyle, my, my friend Kyle Weinbrenner walked by and patted my belly and said, hey, that insurance gut's coming in nice. Uh, and it was soon after that, I started getting serious about like not, you know, not, <laughs> not dying anytime soon and started exercising and all that. But I remember reading that book by the pool. It was, I seriously read it in one sitting. Uh, and it, it was because I felt like all the reading I had done up to that point in 2006, T. Harvecker combined it into one book. And it just seemed like, man, this is so good, all in one place. Uh, I know that uh, Joanne has done this as a book club call uh, in the past. Uh, and so um, it, it's, it's just a book that I highly recommend. Today, I'm not giving you a book report. Uh, this is this is not uh, the the Fitz Notes version of uh, of the book. I still encourage you to pick it up and read it. Uh, I'm just going to cover it in a few minutes. Some of my thoughts, uh, but they're they're his words and and my commentary. Uh, to be clear, uh, great book. And in the book, uh, Mr. Ecker is talking about the wealth files. There's 17 wealth files, and what I want to do today is just go through these 17 wealth files. Uh, a little bit of commentary. But there's 17. I'm going to knock it out in 30 minutes. So right fast <laughs> you know all right number one and, and let's let's the, these wealth files before i jump too much into it he's going to talk about the difference between rich people and, and and poor people and the book is secrets of the millionaire mind so we're talking the thought process the rich thought process versus the broke process thought process um, I, I don't know if where you came from and what your childhood was like, but I wasn't raised with a silver spoon in my mouth. Uh, I always joked that I was raised with a plastic spork uh, in my mouth. That's and it was it had been washed <laughs> and reused. That's where that's how I grew up. Uh, I didn't grow up with all, all those all the money and the financial advantages. I didn't have some rich dad teaching me financial uh, decisions and how to be smart with that sort of stuff. So I came from the world of nobody had taught me this stuff. I had to learn it on my own and. What T. Harv Eker goes through is the difference between people who, who think rich and the people who think broke. So I've had people go through this teaching, and they're like, oh, they get so offended. Uh, I'm like, hey, don't, don't, if you're offended, there's, a, there's your clue that there's something you might need to change, okay? So uh, I don't, uh, don't let your offenses trip you up. How about stand, stand up on top of them and just use them to see better? Does that, does that make sense? So the first one that uh, Harvecker says is, rich people believe I create my life and poor people believe life happens to me. Rich people believe I create my life, poor people believe life happens to me. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you know, I mean, you, you meet these people who are, they, they did not, they were not born and raised in the United States. They, they, they immigrated from another country and they come here and suddenly they're millionaires. It seems like suddenly. Maybe they're first generation, maybe they're second generation uh, American. And, and they're just like, how in the world did I, was I born and raised 
in the United States. This person was born and raised in a third world country. They move here and suddenly they're a millionaire or a billionaire. How in the world did I have all the advantages and they didn't, but they beat me there? Well, they came with the idea of they create their life as opposed to a lot of Americans which just believe life happens to us. Uh, Here's clues that you think this way. Victim clue number one, you blame. If you're blaming uh, your circumstances on something else other than yourself, there's a clue that, that, you're, that your thought process isn't good. It isn't accurate. It isn't correct. Victim clue number two, you're justifying. Well, I do this because it's just the way my family is. It's just how we are. Um, right now, there's a lot of, uh, out there in the world, a lot of self-discovery, these uh, Myers-Briggs tests and, and DISC tests and strength finders and all these tests you can go through. And a lot of people say, like one of the tests that the Alliance does, Jeff Bright does, is um, goes through and labels you as an animal. And a lot of people say, I'm just that way because I'm a lion. I'm, I'm, I'm a lion. That's just how I am. I can't. That's justifying. That's justifying being a jerk. <laughs> it's what it is saying. I'm a jerk. No, no, no. You're, I'm a lion. That's just my personality. I, you can change your personality. Um, you don't have to justify it. I, I can't do this because, I mean, I hear people say, I'm just not good at sales. You're selling yourself on that. <laughs> Quit it. Sell yourself on something better. Victim clue number three, complaining. When, when, when you are complaining, what you're saying is, this is happening to me rather than you happening to it. Does that make sense? That's your clue. So if, if you're in any one of these three, just know that this number one may be something you've got to fix. All right. Number two, rich people play the money game to win. Poor people play the money game to not lose. Rich people play the money game to win. Meaning, uh, I, one of my favorite movies of all time is the movie Rounders with Matt Damon. It's about him playing poker and uh, there's a quote in there that says, um, if you don't put it in the center of the table, meaning if you don't put the money in the center of the table to bet, if you, wh- whatever you don't bet, you can't lose. You can't lose what you don't bet. And he came back and said, yeah, but you can't win it either. So there's a mindset difference. The rich think, if I don't, if I don't bet big on this, I can't win big. Whereas the poor mindset will think, if I don't put, risk my money, I, I won't lose it. Yeah, but you can't win it either. That's a problem. Okay. Number three, rich people are committed to being rich. Poor people want to be rich. Man alive. Talking with Joe and Tony Walker yesterday, and uh, they were just in North Carolina and, and, and got to do some fun things with the Albright family. Uh, but while they were there, Joe had a great conversation with my longtime friend, Adam Katz. And, and Joe said, uh, and I hope it's okay that I'm relating this story. I didn't get permission ahead of time. But Joe said to Adam, said, what's the difference between 20 years ago when you guys were getting started in the insurance business and the agents now? that are getting started in the business. What's the, what's the difference? And Adam said, you know, 20 years ago when we were getting started in the industry, we wanted to be rich. We wanted to be rich and we were bold about saying it. Look, I don't want to be broke. I, I want to break that, that generational thing in my life, in my family. It's going to stop with me. I want to be rich. Does that make sense? That's the kind of stuff we said 20 years ago and we were committed to it. What do you mean committed to it? Well, here's what my commitment looked like for being rich. I got started in the insurance business, and after two months of learning everything I possibly could, Heather and I picked up and moved from North Carolina to Dallas to start an agency because we wanted to be rich. We took a risk like that. We were committed to it. Poor people would have just said, yeah, I want to be rich, but when the time comes to do the things that the rich do, they say, nah, I'm not going to do that. They're not committed to it. Number four, rich people think big, poor people think small. Rich people think big, poor people think small. Had a conversation yesterday with Mike and Michelle. Turns out we recruited the same person. 
This was a perfect example of two rich people thinking and talking to each other. Because Michelle's like, hey, we discovered in contracting that this person's actually scheduled with you guys for contracting. And you know, whatever you want to do is fine with us. And I said, I agree. Whatever, you, whatever we want, it's, it's all good. Whether we take them or you take it doesn't matter. Because we think big. There's 300 and something million people in the United States. I'm not going to lose relationship with Mike and Michelle over one agent that odds are may not even make phone calls. May not even make up, but, but, but we've been together for 12, 13, 14 years. I'm not going to ruin a relationship over one brand new agent because we think big, we don't. If we were thinking small, well, that's my agent. I'm holding on to him. Oh, man. You're, it, do you think that way? Here's a check. Number five, rich people focus on opportunities. Poor people focus on obstacles. Rich people focus on opportunities. Poor people focus on obstacles. Here's, here's an example. My client is so unhealthy. They don't qualify for any of our products. Yes, they do. You have an opportunity to learn a new product or you can let the obstacle of them being unhealthy help you not make a sale and keep that family uninsured. You have an op opportunity or you have an obstacle. Which one is it? Check your thinking. Number six, rich people admire other rich and successful people. Poor people resent rich and successful people. I won't even get into saying names because I think in this day and age it can be divisive and I don't want to be that way. I don't, I don't, I don't want to divide. But, but there are some people that talk about they, they talk about it negatively about this rich person or that rich person and what that person did to make their money, what that person did to make their money. Here's what I know. I know they put their chips to the center of the table and bet it all. And I can admire that. When I was a kid, I used to hear it all the time. The rich just get richer. The rich get richer. And, and I heard it all the time as a negative thing. But, but when I heard it, I thought, well, there's a stinking game plan. <laughs> Step one, get rich. <laughs> Step two, get richer. <laughs> if the rich get richer, why argue it? Get rich. So then you can then be richer. Does that make sense? Like I thought this is the best game plan I've ever heard. <laughs> I just need to get rich. Let's figure that part out. So don't, I, 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 I'm not saying that just because somebody uh, has made a lot of money and that they, they are successful financially, I'm not saying that means they're a good husband. I'm not saying that makes them a good father. I'm saying we can admire what they've done right? And, and maybe don't adopt all the negative stuff they did too. <laughs> okay, number seven, rich people associate with positive, successful people. Poor people associate with negative or unsuccessful people. Rich people associate with positive, successful people, and poor people associate with negative or unsuccessful people. I see this most often dealing with family or occasionally in a social situation. After social situations, Heather's like, did you hear the difference between what they were talking about and what our neighbors talk about? Did you, did you hear the, the conversation difference? Recently, we were having an inter interaction with some friends, but the next morning, Heather's talking with one of our neighbors, and he owns a, a, a successful business, but he's projecting and looking into the future, saying this business is not going to keep running the way I want it to. I got years before that changes, but I'm, right now, I'm starting to, another business that's going to attack it from a different angle. And she said, some people don't think like that, but he's a successful business owner, and he does. You got to hang around those successful people. It'll rub off on you. If nothing else, recognize when your best friend is in seventh grade, is six eight, and his name's LeBron. That dude's probably going to be big one day. Like just, just that was my, what I saw with Andy twenty something years ago. I was like, that dude. I don't know what he's going to do, but he, when he does it, it's going to be big. And I'm going to be around. That was just my thought. Number eight. Rich people are willing to promote themselves and their value. Poor people think negatively about selling and promotion. I just had to face this just last Thursday when I was getting my hair cut and the girls behind the counter didn't know what I did for a living. And I've been going to that place for three years to get my hair cut. And I'm like, well, I sell life insurance. You do? Yeah. 
have a whole agency. We saw a lot of it, <laughs> like 20 million of it a year. Really? How does life insurance work? And I'm thinking, my gosh, I've been coming here three years and they didn't know I did this. I'm, I'm terrible at this. I'm terrible at promoting what I do. My kids go to a school where the people there make a lot of money. Do they know what I do and the products I have that can help them? Probably not, because I do a bad job at this one. I, I'm great at the other 16 of these. <laughs> this one, it's one. It's just this one that I'm really bad at. <laughs> I'm being funny. Okay, moving on. Number nine, rich people are bigger than their problems. Poor people are smaller than their problems. Rich people are bigger than their problems. Poor people are smaller than their problems. Here's, here's what that boils down to. Rich people have a bigger reason why. Rich people have a bigger reason for doing something. So that when they run up against an obstacle, it's not bigger than their reason why to do it. Does that make sense? So poor people, though, they don't have very much. I mean, it's, I see it um, on social media. Uh, recently, I had a, a high school friend post one of these memes. And it's like a cat sitting in the corner looking exhausted or whatever. And, and it was, I guess it was yesterday I posted this. I'm, I'm embarrassed to even say I read it. But, um, <laughs> but the, the, the meme that it was was like, it's Monday and already this week is long. And, and I thought, but, but what are you going to do next week? How's it going to change? And the next week, and the next week, and the next week. Man, your problems are way bigger than you. You're getting crushed by them. Number 10, rich people are excellent receivers. Poor people are poor receivers. This is one I constantly work on. I'm, when it comes to love languages, there's a, there's a book out there, Gary Smalley, Gary Smalley wrote a book called Love Languages, and it's, it's really how you communicate love and how you need love communicated to you. And one of those things is, is gift giving. I'm not a very good gift giver, and I'm also not a very good gift. I don't, if you want to show me that you love me, gifts aren't my thing. Does that make sense? Now, I don't turn away gifts. I love them. But I, like, I, yeah, thank you. But I'm also at the same time, like, I don't, that's not, I, words of affirmation, you know, give me a pat on the back for physical touch. Don't, don't go crazy with the physical. Help Heather just holding my hand. I love that. You know, telling me how great I am. I love that. But the gifts, that's not me. But I'm, I'm kind of a poor receiver of gifts. Like, I've had to learn when, I, when I'm traveling and people offer to buy my meal when I travel. Nah, that's, you know, I got it. I got it. Yeah, you don't need to buy my meal. I'm good. They're trying to do something for me. Rich people accept that. Thank you. And they're gracious. I think I'm being a, a good person by turning it down. I'm actually ruining their gift of giving it to me. It's, we've explained this to our kids. Like, don't, we don't want you opening presents before Christmas because we want to see your face. It's, it, it's not the gift. It's that you enjoyed it. That's what we want to see. We, we want to, we like, that's what gift giving is. So rich people are excellent receivers. Number 11, rich people choose to get paid based on results. Poor people choose to get paid based on their time. Hmm. <laughs> right? Mindset again. If you're trading, and Heather's been talking about this for the last few weeks, but there is a difference between business ownership mindset and working a job mindset. I don't think either one's the, the right way. Does that make sense? I, I, I mean, I employ people. I think they have great jobs. They would agree, I think. Um, and and it's, like, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. But I have to think differently because I own a business. I can't think in terms of I invested this much time. Where's my money? That's not how a business owner can think. You, you, can't, you can't allow yourself to think that way. Number 12, rich people think both, poor people think either or. My kids know this, but I grew up, I grew up with uh, one of my best friends growing up, his dad. Anytime you asked his dad a question, hey, can we go to this or do that? And he'd always say yes. If you gave him two choices, he'd say yes. 
well, which one? He's like, right. <laughs> I remember just going, can you just tell me an answer? He was telling me an answer. Hey, we can do both. So the, the old thing of, would you rather have a dollar or a hundred dollar bill? Which, which one would you rather have? Well, the third choice of having both. That the rich get and the poor don't. The, the poor only see one or two options. They don't see that invisible third option that you can have both. My kids get this. They're understanding it now. Number 13, rich people focus on their net worth. Poor people focus on their working income. How much do I make, right? Versus the rich people who think about their net worth. Just recently, I was, I was thinking about this and I was thinking, you know, I think I, I, right now I'm in a, in, a, in a mode of thinking more about how much I'm making as opposed to what my net worth is. And I, I got to change that thought process in myself because that's not how the rich think. The rich think net worth. Net worth being how much you got, take out all your liabilities, there's your net. That's what your net worth is. Number 14, which is officially how they define millionaires, is, is your net worth is over a million dollars. Number 14, rich people manage their money well, poor people ma mismanage their money well. <laughs> rich people manage their money well, poor people mismanage their money well. One of, uh, one of the people in this world that I admire so much is my mother. I really admire my mother. She's a single mom. She raised two of her four kids all by herself, working three, four jobs at a time to keep a roof over our head. She never made a ton of money. But she managed it well. So I, I, I wouldn't say financially she wouldn't, nece wouldn't necessarily be considered in this country as rich so much. But in this aspect, yeah, she had it down. She didn't get in debt when she didn't have to. Like she was very strategic. She understood how percentages worked for her or against her. She managed her money well. She had to. She didn't have a choice as, as she saw it. Number 15, rich people have their money work hard for them. Poor people work hard for their money. You know, a great example of this in our business is, um, is, is hiring staff. I, I really believe that the money I'm making, could I have more money? See, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. This is a chicken or the egg conversation. Which came first? Chicken or the egg. Could I have more money if I had less staff? Maybe. But maybe I'm making the money I'm making because I have staff. <laughs> I think it's that latter. I think I, I wouldn't be making the money I'm making if I didn't have the staff that I have. Does that make sense? Um, I... I I believe that uh, I'd be making a lot less money if I wasn't investing in the lead program, as an example. Uh, I believe I would have a lot less money if I wasn't investing in ads. Does that make sense? If I wasn't investing in technology, I, th I think that all of that is, making, is my money working hard for me rather than me working hard for the money. Number 16, rich people act in spite of fear. Poor people let fear stop them. Rich people act in spite of fear. And poor people let fear stop them. I've heard it said that courage is not the absence of fear. It's action in the face of fear. It's not the absence of fear. I've had people say, oh, you don't understand. I'm so scared. I go, yes, I do understand. My first appointment on the way there, I was so nervous I threw up. On the way, a mile from the appointment, I pulled over and blah. I was terrified. But Fitz, you seem to have it all together. I think if it's been 16 years since I've run appointments, I think if I went out and ran appointments now, I'd still be just as nervous again because it's been so long since I've done it. Yeah, I've got it together. I can speak in front of people all day long, but, but it's not, you can't let it control you. And one of the things I've realized in my life is you really miss out on a lot of life when you let fear stop you from doing something. Um, once upon a time, I loved rock climbing. I loved backpacking. I was always doing that kind of stuff. And somewhere along the way, I got scared of heights. I mean, deathly afraid of heights. And I realized it was keeping me from doing fun things. So now, whenever we go somewhere uh, on these trips, I'm always trying to do something that's putting me in a situation that fear will not control me. 
and it's usually something of heights. I'm looking at pictures over there uh, on the TV screen as they're flipping by. And, uh, Grace, uh, your daughter Alex and I did that in, in Banff, uh, Canada. We did that rock climbing thing right there. Uh, I, I mean, the first step onto that rock face, I was shaking. I was shaking getting on. I was terrified. And at one point, we had to go across this little rope bridge that was like 100 feet up. You know, you fall, you're dead. You know, I'm, I'm shaking. But I do that kind of stuff because I don't want fear to control me. Well, Fitz, would you jump out of a plane? No, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to jump out of a plane. And when I'm rock climbing, I'm attached. You know, <laughs> like that's a difference to me. I don't want to take unnecessary risk, but I also don't want fear to control me and keep me from doing something. How many of us are scared to tell our friends what we're doing? That's well, keeping you from making money. It's keeping you from protecting them. It's keeping you from them making money. It's like you, that is controlling you. I, going back to promoting yourself, like I'm a little f- afraid to promote myself and put myself out there and let people know what I do. I'm a little nervous. How, what if they don't receive it well? What if, they, what if they think I'm annoying? And what if they just don't like me after that? All this stuff starts creeping in my mind. I'm not even pointing fingers. It's my mind I'm talking about. I got to act in spite of that. I got to take control of it. I can't let that control me. This ring just hits everything. It's so big. It's crazy. Okay, number 17. (laughs) Rich people constantly learn and grow. Poor people think they already know. Rich people constantly learn and grow. Poor people think they already know. This is is a humility thing, I think. Humility is admitting that you don't know it all. Humility is knowing that you didn't get there by yourself. Somebody else helped you get there. Rich people constantly learn and grow. They're in a constant state of that. Uh, One of the people in my life that I see that so much is when I'm around Andy Albright. That dude is constantly, when he's around people that know things he doesn't know, he is not talking, he's asking. He's asking questions nonstop, asking. I've seen him. I've witnessed him one-on-one with John Maxwell, just peppering John Maxwell with questions about leadership and and culture and all this sort of stuff. Rich people constantly learn and grow. Poor people go, oh, I knew that. Uh, I know. No, you don't. You know how I know you don't know? Because there's no fruit on the tree saying you know. <laughs> if you know, why are you not doing it? Like, so that, that's, that's, there's one thing of being ignorant, of not knowing something, right? If you don't know something, that, that's called ignorance. But knowing something, knowing the right thing to do and not doing it, that's called stupid. <laughs> the difference there. Rich people are constantly learning and growing and poor people think they already know. So those are the 17 wealth files from Secret of the Millionaire Mind. I recommend picking up the book and reading it. Uh, it's uh, way more detailed than what I just covered, and you will learn something from it. There's even stuff that I did not cover on this that you need to uh, read that book to discover for yourself. Hope that helps. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact, and send us a message. See you next week.